Hi, this is Anna with Check It at the Round Table. Just so you know, you can support this podcast as well as related podcasts, What the BL, and YouTube channels, The Hand Network, and The Asian Drama Club by going to our website, thelittlegreenhouseonthecorner.com backslash support, where we have both PayPal donation buttons as well as the affiliate link for Grove Collaborative. Also, if you want to donate directly via PayPal, you can donate to rosesoutofthesnow at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. And without further ado, here's today's podcast. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing I Do Be Loved in House episode 12, peeps. This episode is supposedly the final episode, but big spoiler alert, they're making another one that will be available in six days. I'm hoping they make a season two, to be quite honest, but, you know, don't know if that's going to happen or not. But anyway, this episode, it was good. Although I do have to say the first part was quite disturbing, to be quite honest. Yeah, I used quite twice. I don't know, maybe it's my British heritage, but when something's really stressful, you go quite, quite. I don't know, okay, I know, it's three generations away, but still very strong. So anyway, but this episode opens with Shili and Izetong, our E-Stone, talking in the office very close together, and Chin Yuzin does not like this at all. He's like, what are you doing talking to my fox? This is my fox. This is not someone you should be talking to, Eastone. So he ends up running after Eastone that evening and telling him that he does not think that Sheely needs to be involved in this project. Although at the at the last episode, he wanted Sheely to be involved in this project, but he didn't know that Lisa Tong was going to be the way that he was being with Shili, so he's now panicky. And Eastone tells Jin Yuzin that Shili is possibly going to be with him because he agreed to go out with him. I think this whole part of this episode was rather wrong of both Eastone and Shili, although I do understand where both characters were coming from, and they weren't coming from a place of trying to cause. Jin Yuzin harm, but the stress that they caused poor Jin Yuzin in this episode was just kind of uncalled for, although I I do get their point. They had a valid point, but just because you have a valid point doesn't mean that you do something. But what happens is Jin Yuzin, after hearing from Eastone that Shili has agreed to go out with him the next day, he tells Jin Yuzin, he says, Jin Yuzin, um, we have a singles rule at the fact at the office. You cannot date Shili, and he says, "Well, you know that singles rule may be there, but if that causes trouble and Shili and I want to get together, then I will just take Shili with me when I leave, and he will have a better job when he gets to where we're going than he has currently. So there, no problems." And this completely throws poor Jin Yuzin into a tailspin. He starts to. I don't mean it weird. I call it the internal panic. I think for people who are introverted, they totally get it. For people that are extroverted, 
they maybe don't get it quite as much. But if you happen to have a sibling who was introverted and you were extroverted, you can tell sometimes when that sibling is about ready to, yeah, have that internal meltdown. But anyway, so for example, I don't mean where Bob could always tell when I was having that internal, you know, ah. But anyway, Jin Yuzin, he goes home. He goes to try to find Shili. Shili is not home. Shili comes home. He says, Shili, um, do you have some plans tomorrow? And Shili says, well, I kind of got some plans. He says, what are your plans? He says, well, they're just plans, Jin Yuzin. And Jin Yuzin says, well, I have some important work that you must do. So um, we need to do this together tomorrow. So there we go. And Shili says, the work is done, Jin Yuzin. Everything's good with the project, so there's nothing that needs done. And if there is, I can talk to Eastone about it tomorrow because I'm meeting him tomorrow. So we can discuss that when we meet. And Jin Yuzin looks at him and goes, Eastone. He said, well, um, he told me I could call him that. And he says, oh, I see. And, he, and then poor Jin Yuzin, he breaks down and he says, you, you asked me what, what I thought of our relationship. And... Sheila goes, yes, basically I did ask that. And he doesn't say that. He's like, mm-hmm. And Jin Yuzin just kind of completely freezes. And he sits there and goes, I, I, I. <laughs> and Sheila goes, you know, if I did decide to date someone, it has just occurred to me that I would have to leave the office. Jin Yuzin. And Jin Yuzin goes, and, and why did this uh, just occur to you? And he says, I don't know, it, it just came to me. And he, he then goes upstairs as Jin Yuzin is sitting there going, I, 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 yeah. And so at the end of the day, Jin Yuzin looks up the stairs and goes, sits on the sofa and says, I think that our relationship is you happen to like you like me and I happen to like you too. And then he just sits on the sofa and it's like, you know, if you could have just said that, two minutes before Jin Yuzin, this would have eliminated a lot of problems. But anyway, Shili goes up to bed, Jin Yuzin goes up to bed, Jin Yuzin has a nightmare that Shili is with um, E-Stone. This terrifies him. He ends up waking up, screaming out. And then he sees that it's later in the morning. He goes downstairs, sees that Shili is not home. He then runs to the coffee shop thinking that maybe Shili and Eastone were there. The coffee shop owner sits him down and goes, Jin Yuzin, yes, this is problematic. Yes, Eastone could hurt Shili in the same way he hurt you. But you know, none of this would have happened, Jin Yuzin, if you had just said what you needed to say to Shili because all this problem that you're dealing with right now, it really, yeah, Eastone's maybe a bit of a problem. Yeah, Shili liking Eastone could be a bit of a problem. But the main problem is you haven't told Shili how you feel about him. And because of that, it's going to lead to a crisis of this whole thing if you don't deal with that. And he says, you know, you need to deal with that, Shili. And then he sends, or he, no, sorry, you need to deal with that, Jin Yuzin. And then he sends Jin Yuzin via his phone all of the routes and paths that Shili likes to go on because he says, you know, Shili's probably taken Eastone to these different places. He said, that's just a guess because if Shili were planning a day out, that's what he would do. So here's the routes. You go try to find them. So... 
Jin Yuzin then goes, runs out of the coffee shop, goes and looks at all the roots, which, yeah, Shili did go on those roots, but he missed Jin Yuzin. And so Jin Yuzin ends up back at the coffee shop after in the afternoon. The coffee shop owner makes him a meal and says, you know what, Jin Yuzin, you haven't eaten all day, I'm guessing. Here's this. And so Jin Yuzin kind of looks at the plate like, I'm losing my fox, darn it, because I was stupid and didn't say what I needed to say. And anyway, <laughs> he's sitting there trying to eat his food. And Gang asks Jin Yuzin, he says, you know, you've been here three months, Jin Yuzin. Have you connected with anybody that you know on Facebook since moving here? And he, or on social media since moving here? And he says, no, that seems irrelevant. And Gang kind of looks at him. He opens up his social media. He shows Jin Yuzin that Chi Li has posted pictures of where he's been on his day off. And Jin Yuzin looks at the pictures and goes, that's where I told Eastone that I, Li Zetong, that I liked him. And so he then runs out again and almost pulls over the lovely coffee shop assistant. And she's like, what is going on? And Brother Gang goes, it's okay. He's just chasing his love. And I don't know why, but that was kind of funny. But at the end of the day, Jin Yuzin goes off to this, again, I'm thinking it's a pier. I'm really not sure, bridge of some sort by the water, okay? And at this point, it's bridge over troubled waters because poor Jane Yuzin thinks all hell's breaking loose. So anyway, he goes to this pier. He starts calling out crazily for Shi Li. And then at the end of the day, Shi Li walks up and goes, Jenny Zin, what are you doing here? Oh, I do need to add a little addendum, though. Before he went to the pier, he went and ripped off the singles rule from the bulletin board. And he also ended up bowling over the lead character from, I think it's Make Our Days Count, which is not on his thing, but it is one of the first Taiwanese BL movies that was ever made, History 2. I think, make our days, history three, make our days count. Anyway, it, it just wasn't on his thing. But the ending of that sucked. And the one relationship was just a little weird. That's all I'm saying, to be entirely honest. I mean, no offense. But anyway, so moving on from that, I might do a podcast on why I don't like make our days count at some point, because it's not really about making our days count, it's about ending the show very depressingly, and if, yeah, I'm going, you have eight episodes, and that's how you end it, but, okay, I will retract my clause of judgment on terrible endings, but anyway, so, Sheely is like, Jin Yuzin, what are you doing here? And Jin Yuzin is completely out of breath. He's completely, you can tell, at the end of his rope. And he just sits there and he grabs Shi Li and gives him a hug that he, you know, just completely is like, I'm going to have my fox and I'm not letting him go. And Shi Li's kind of smiling and he's just like, what are you doing, Jin Yuzin? And everyone from work is over on the pier as well because this wasn't a day just for Sheely and Eastone. Everyone apparently went on a nice little day off too. So anyway, they're all watching. 
And Jin Yuzhing then releases Shi Li, and he goes, he holds up the singles roll, rips it up, and rolls it into a ball. And Shi Li's like, Kama, what are you doing? And Shi Li goes, or Jin Yuzhing goes, I won the bet that we had initially, is that you still owe me one thing. And Shi Li's like, Jin Yuzhing, the little prince decided to go after the rose and back home to the rose, not to anyone else. And it's at this point that Jin Yuzhen just kisses uh, Shi Li full on the face in front of everyone, including Eastone. And it's also at this point that as everyone's watching, and Shi Kui's the only one who really knows what's going on, um, the girl who works at the office kind of had an inkling, but is rather surprised at both the director and her boss. And the other guy who works there sometimes, sometimes he just sits there moping, is going, you know, I knew she really liked someone, but I had no idea it was our director. And Eastone, the girl who works at the office, says, you know, why did you do this? Why are you camouflaging this? Because you obviously came for this reason, but why did you do this? And Eastone's like, I did this because I knew there was no other way that Jin Yuzin would move forward if he didn't realize that, you know, our relationship was in the past and it was the only relationship he had ever had, which completely froze him from other relationships and was causing trouble with his work as well and how he, you know, relegated no in-office dating. And he said, if I hadn't have come back and had Sheely agree to pretend to like me for a moment, I don't think we that Jin Yuzin ever would have been brave enough to run after Shi Li like this. And so that's why I did what I did. I think in 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 hindsight, after watching the series thus far, this would have been a lot better if Eastone had just come and said exactly what he meant from the first point, instead of making everyone think he was a total ass, and Anna doesn't use that word very often. It does refer to donkeys as well. It's a biblical word. It shows up quite a lot. He got off his ass. But anyway, moving on, I'm just saying, Eastone is kind of an ass throughout this entire series, and I really think that it would have been a lot better for him if he would have just come and told Jin Yuzin, you know, our relationship was in the past. I'm sorry I dumped you without saying anything and left for America and you ended up in a very tragic car accident which left you in the hospital for months on end in a coma. But you need to be able to move on with the people that you care about or the person that you care about. And so I really think Eastone really should have approached it like that. But Eastone's not that kind of person, unfortunately. So we have the, I think I'll make him think I'm going to steal his possible of interest, and that will force him to tear down the singles rule and tell him that he cares about him. But anyway, that's what happens at the pier. We then have a part that is not G-rated at all, so Anu's going to keep that minimum discussion here for the kiddies who might be listening. But basically, let's just say that... Um, any inhibitions that Jin Yuzin and Shi Li had were quite resolved by the end of that day. And um, 
they seem quite happily living in their house together. So then we go to the coffee shop owner who that evening decides to make, or actually that day, Eastone comes back into the coffee shop. And the coffee shop owner gets him some wine. And you also find out that Eastone's working with Mai, who Mai's nephew is actually dating Eastone. And Eastone's going to give the nephew the rose jewelry piece that he had made by Jin Yuzin and Shi Li's company. And it's at this point that the coffee shop owner goes, so you are actually going to be ending up with this person and he says well it depends on who who ends up with who is kind of depending on you know whatever like I might be the one who captures him instead of he being the one that I don't know why people do this I I really don't I mean no offense I mean you have each other it really doesn't matter who has who as long as you both have each other but moving on so the coffee shop owner then makes a beautiful coffee I mean I really want to go to HWC Roasters once this pandemic lifts enough where I live that I can travel to another country with less difficulty so anyway he goes and makes a beautiful cup of coffee for Shikui, who comes in very breathless, and he says, Brother Gang, our gang, you gave me, you remember the class that you went to, and you gave me something. Well, this is what I'm giving you in return. And he pulls out a wedding band, and Gang looks at him and goes, and he's, and you can tell Shikui is very nervous. I mean, Shikui is 22 years old. He's never been in a relationship before, but he's also sitting there going, I have found who I want to be with, who I want to sit on the sofa with and drink rice milk with for the rest of my life. So I am going to try to secure this person and not let them get away. So anyway, Shikui is sitting there very, or standing there very nervously holding this wedding band. And Gang looks at him and goes, this coffee that I made you has a name, Shikui. And he says, it is, I do, and yes, I will marry you. And he then puts on the ring and goes, okay, so now I'm, I'm yours, Shikui. And then they basically just hug one another for a little bit. But I do really like the scene. I really like both couples for different reasons. I think, you know, Shikui and Gang are so very open-hearted in their relationship. I mean, they really just let each other know exactly what's on their mind, which most couples don't do. And Jin Yuzin and Shi Li, I think both have strength of, they are very strong-willed people who combined with their wills, I think would be a very interesting couple, kind of like how I feel about, even though I did not like Why Are You the series, how I kind of feel about Tudor and Fighter because they were a really interesting couple because they both had extremely strong wills. But once they got together as a couple, it was really interesting to see how those wills interacted positively rather than negatively. And I will continue this review, peeps, but I have to run on an important errand, so I will be back. But that is my review thus far of I Do Be Loved in House episode 12. Check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, 
This is Anna with Check It at the Round Table. Just so you know, you can support this podcast as well as related podcasts, What the BL, and YouTube channels, The Hand Network, and the Asian Drama Club by going to our website, thelittlegreenhouseonthecorner.com backslash support, where we have both PayPal donation buttons as well as the affiliate link for Grove Collaborative. Also, if you want to donate directly via PayPal, you can donate to rosesoutofthesnow at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. And without further ado, here's today's podcast. Hi, peeps. It's Anna, and I am back. And my errand did not take me two days. But for those of you, about the 20 people that listen to this podcast without the ending, I am sorry. It's been crazy. And crazy in a good way, but still, I have not had time to do the podcast, so it is a nice Saturday. It's winding down. It's been a really nice day, I'm just saying. And I realized I needed to finish this podcast. So, without further ado, the end of this episode, episode 12 of I Do Be Loved in House, the Taiwanese BL drama series, ends with Shili and Jin Yuzin on the pier. They are having an outing. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. I mean, far none. And it's really not because of the romantical moment the two have. It has happens to be because I love how there are just no walls anymore with either person in this couple. Um, Jin Yuzin reaches out his hand while they're on the pier because Shili is kind of behind him walking. And Shili just comes up and grabs his hand and is like, ah. And I love that spirit of Shili. I don't mean it weird. Shili is really an adorable character in many ways, but he's also surprisingly a considerate character. And I love this scene with both him and Jin Yuzin because of that. At this point, Jin Yuzin says, Shili, I have a question for you. He said, did you prank me with E-Stone? Is that what was going on here that made me, you know, decide that I was going to be with you because I did not want to lose you? Was that a prank that you and E-Stone were doing? He says, well, Jin Yuzin, maybe just a little prank. And Jin Yuzin goes, you're, you're a devil, Shili. And he goes, eh, well, can I ask you a question? And Shili says, of course, of course you can ask me a question, Shili. And he says, when did you start to like me? Now, this part I did not like quite as much because it is not true to the storyline. Because if we go back in the production storyline, we find out that Jin Yuzin actually liked Shili when he saw him at the fair. But in this in this scenario, Jin Yuzin says that he liked him the first night that he came home and said, I'm not leaving because I, yep, yeah, da, 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 and he's um, wearing his towel and walking around with, you know, just kind of weird. And she goes, really, that's when you decided you liked me? That's kind of uh, strange. And... So anyway, it's at this point that Jin Yuzin pulls out rules. And he says, I have, I have rules, Shili. And Shili goes, really, really, you of all people, Jin Yuzin, have rules. <gasps> Shock and awe. 
And he's just like, you know, you always have rules to use in. I mean, you kind of live with rules that you like to type out in nice fonts with different colors. Black and red seems to be the style here. And she's like, uh-huh, you have rules. So he, he looks at the paper and suddenly Sheely just starts laughing because the rules in Mandarin, which some of us cannot read yet, which makes us really annoyed because we have to rely on the subtitles, which is kind of slow in coming. Let's just put it that way sometimes. But we're not upset with that. Not at all. We're trying to find inner peace. Um, 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 um. So anyway. So he looks at the rules. And Jin Yugang says, rule number one, I love you. Rule number two, I love you. Rule number three, love you. Do you agree with three's rules, Shili? And Shili just looks at him and goes, I, I do. I do. I do. But I also told you that I don't like you repeating yourself, Jin Yuzin. And so that's kind of where this episode ends. We do have major spoiler alert here. Set your calendars. Next Thursday is a bonus episode, which I'm hoping will be a springboard for the new series. I'm just saying it could happen. It would be nice, I think, if we had a new series. What were my thoughts on this series overall? I personally really, really, really like this series. I mean, I can't tell you how many days it was like I'm setting my calendar for Thursday it's the day d-day for drama okay so I really enjoy this series I think mainly because both the main sets of characters whether we're talking about Jin Yuzin and Shi Li or Shi Kui and Brother Gang were really interesting characters and very very likable for different reasons although I have to say with with Jin Yujin, it was like sometimes you were sitting there going, you know, totally understood where his head is at because some of us are way too much that way, not naming any names, but the person doing this podcast is one of those people, that we like overthink things to the nth degree and then we overthink them some more and it can be problematic as this episode showed or this whole series kind of showed. Yeah, it can be. But anyway... I really enjoyed this series. I also liked that for the most part, I will say, this episode did have a romantical moment, which you probably wouldn't want the kiddies to watch just Shane. But overall, I could sit down and watch this with my kids and point watch this with my kids, but I wouldn't I would probably watch the whole thing without any inhibitions, except I would skip like halfway through this episode because I wouldn't want to have discussions with the kiddies at a young age about intimate scenes I'm just saying now I do say I mean I'm not really Anna's not really for intimate scenes because number one I don't like having to watch something that I can't watch with the kiddies and number two I don't like fast forwarding and number three I often think intimate scenes are misapplied meaning that in the storyline people are in a relationship being intimate for reasons that really will not help that relationship in the long runs, but just for their own selfish gains. And I don't mean it weird, but that's usually the case. And I'm not trying to be bad here, just saying. So anyway, however, in the storyline, I do totally get why this was in here, because logically, I I can totally see Shili and Jin Yuzin um, having this happen in the storyline. I mean, it's totally plausible. And I don't really think it's something where 
I don't mean it weird, but when Shili and Jin Yuzin, they're both extremely willful, and when they decided they were going to be with someone, I really think that's the person that they're going to probably be with for their entire life, and so therefore there are going to be some intimate scenes, ergo. But moving on from that, I would overall give this series an absolute 9.5 out of 10. I would give it a 10, except we did have some of that slapstick humor and some of the sound effects, which Anna doesn't really get as a person who was born in Western culture. It's just a little odd and doesn't really fit with the storyline too much. But other than those, and I would really didn't like the addition of the three um, twin trend-setting social media women. They were just odd, especially when they bared their chest in that one episode. It was like, number one, that's just weird. Number two, um, there's nothing really to bear. And number three, it just was very awkward scenario. So I'm not quite sure what was up with that. But overall, I really like this series because both main sets of characters were really cool. The music was very nice music, I'm just saying. And also the set design, I don't mean it weird, I studied interior design in college, so I really like the way things are laid out sometimes. And I really like the color schemes of this production with the sets and the design of the rooms and all that. I'm just saying it was a really nice production overall. So I'm really hoping they make a season two out of this. I understand that this aired simultaneously in Taiwan and Japan because it was a joint effort between two production companies from there. And so it did, I think it is the first BL to air on mainstream television in Taiwan. So interesting little factoid there. Also, it it has a bunch of promotions for Japan, too. I'm not sure how it did on Japan's, um, I think it's Vital TV. I could be wrong, but anyway. So I'm going to be kind of curious to see how the airing rates were. But I think they did a fabulous job on this production. Again, you could sit down and watch this with your kids, except maybe this final episode all the way through. I do not think it was worthy of the R rating that Vicky gave it. Like they gave 15 plus ratings to all the other episodes, which quite frankly, I was sitting there going, I'm really not sure what on earth they deemed 15 plus about episodes 1 through 11 because quite frankly there was absolutely nothing there for them to really deem 15 plus. I mean I mean no offense here but I'm like number one we had really no intimate moments. Number two we really didn't discuss anything in detail that would have been deemed 15 plus and number three I really don't think that just because something is a BL drama, if it really hasn't had anything that way in it, should be deemed 15 plus. So that's where I have trouble with Vicky Rukatan because as some of you may have noticed and also heard from my previous podcasts, I am not happy with the way that they rate BL drama on Vicky because a lot of BL drama doesn't really even have anything worthy of even a PG rating, to be quite honest. Now, I will say there are some BL dramas listed on Vicky that are totally worthy of their R rating, and so I'm just saying. But those are like three out of 
20 some I think I don't know how many they have on Vicky now it changes but I'm just saying so I was really upset in many ways that they gave episodes 1 through 11 a 15 rating because there was no need for the 15 plus or 15 you have to be 15 to watch this I mean there was no need for that at all and I don't mean it weird, but the topics that were discussed, I think would be good for kids to hear about on a production. Now, episode 12, I can see a PG-13 rating on it. I, I totally can see that. Now, are that debatable, to be quite honest? I think highly debatable, but still. Anyway, so Vicky and me have a bit of problems with our rating system sometimes and I figure no offense if I wouldn't give it a PG rating then I really don't see why Vicky should give it an R considering that Anna skips a lot when she watches shows I'm just saying sometimes it's like whoop, whoop, and then it's like okay you're coming out of the DVD player so but or off the streaming service whichever it happens to be but overall I give this a 9.5 you can watch it free on Vicky Rukaton TV. I also have heard it's on Wii TV, but I cannot find it on there to save myself except for ads about it. I think it might also be on that Vital TV, but I'm kind of unfamiliar with that, so I don't know if that's an app or just a TV station. And it did air in Taiwan, um, I think at the same time it was airing on Vicky. They are 13 available this Thursday. It will be up at 3.30 p.m. in Asian countries are like Japan, Taiwan, etc. It's going to be available at 2.30 a.m. in EST in the U.S. So set your watches because I think that one's going to be really interesting and I do hope it's a springboard for season two. Yay! Also, I really think that the actors of Taiwanese drama, I don't mean to be weird, I'm just going to give them a shout out because they do a much better job than most other Asian countries' actors. And I'm not trying to be prejudiced here. It's just, I don't know if they go to more acting school. I don't know if they study longer. Because it really doesn't matter whether you're talking about someone who's like Aaron Lai and he's been in acting for almost half his life now. Or if you're talking about someone like uh, Hank, who I do not know his last name, but who played... Um, Shili, who just started acting, they are a much better caliber of actor than you see in other Asian productions. I mean, they're just better at acting. They remember their lines. They act well, etc. So I'm just saying, I really enjoy Taiwanese drama, not just because the storylines are typically nice storylines, but also because the acting is very high quality. And with that, I am going to end this review, but I cannot recommend highly enough that you go check out the series, because if you I don't mean weird, if you're a fan of We Best Love, you're probably going to like this one too. It's a little similar in the characters and how it goes from basically frenemies to um, liking one another. And also, I think it's kind of similar in that, number one, they really weren't frenemies to begin with. I mean, I know in, in We Best Love series that um, Zhao Shui really didn't like Gao Shidi, but we can all admit that Gao Shidi never didn't like Zhao Shui. And in the same way, um, Jin Yuzin, he pretty much always liked Shi Li from the moment he saw the fox onward. I also liked in this um, last episode 
little addendum here, but there is a scene where Jin Yuzin is talking about um, Shi Li, and he says, you know, the the rose finally did find his home, and the little prince decided that he he met the fox, and he really did like the color of wheat fields. And I did like that little addendum because, no offense, the little prince has always been a book that I, I, yeah, I had major problems with as a child. I mean, why would you read a children's book about someone committing suicide for Rose? I mean, I'm not trivia bad here. Please forgive me for those of you who are St. Duxbury fans, but it just really bothered this me as a strong-willed eight-year-old who was like, why would you die for a rose? I'm, I'm sorry, but really, a rose, yeah, they have thorns, they're pokey, they're red, not one of my favorite colors, just saying. So it really didn't make a good impression on me as a small child. But I did really like this scene at the near the end of this episode where Jin Yuzin's like, you know, what I was looking for in life that I thought I wanted, I discovered on a long journey wasn't really what I wanted at all. And I think it was good because sometimes in life, I think you have these goals, these plans, these things you're going to do, kind of like in It's a Wonderful Life when Mr. Bailey is talking about all the fabulous things that he's going to do in life. And then, you know, life happens and it's all fabulous, but it might not be fabulous in the way that you thought it would be. And I think it's interesting to see people who are like, I'm really quite glad it didn't work out the way I thought it would. Instead of saying they're going, oh, I'm so sad it didn't work out the way I thought it would. So anyway, that's one of the things that I really liked about the series overall was Jin Yuzin really realizing that the things that he had thought that he wanted when he was younger, like seven years before, he realized that he really had things way better without those things. And I think that's one of the things that make this production really nice. And with that, on and out. Check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna with Check It at the Round Table. Just so you know, you can support this podcast as well as related podcasts, What the BL and YouTube channels, The Hand Network and the Asian Drama Club by going to our website, thelittlegreenhouseonthecorner.com backslash support, where we have both PayPal donation buttons as well as the affiliate link for Grove Collaborative. Also, if you want to donate directly via PayPal, you can donate to rosesoutofthesnow at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. And without further ado, here's today's podcast.